it's in lock and key there's an approval process in place and then you distribute in this case the answer was and i'm surprised and sorry to tell you oh this usbs it's safe because it does not leave the premises these usbs are in the office that's why it is safe and everybody can use it in the network and i was shocked with this reply growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing this approach needs alignment among people processes and technologies so if you're a business owner operations or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors you're tuned into the right podcast welcome to the wbs podcast where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority now here is your host sam gupta Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I am Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at Digital Transformation Consulting Firm, Elevate IQ. With IIoT devices on the shop floor, capable of altering the state of machines through exposed endpoints for hackers, operational security is vital for manufacturers or distributors. While security issues could be frightening and you might opt to take the approach of not connecting your shop floor with the internet you might be missing out on the benefits that industry 4.0 machines and devices offer with careful planning and processes operational security is manageable in today's episode we have a guest denrich sananda who discusses how operational security is vital to ensure that your plant is always available and operational without any danger to the lives inside the plant he also describes the difference between operational and cyber security and how to plan for the security of your facilities finally he describes various concepts related to operational security such as the interplay of networks machines and touch points and where you may have security holes in your premises let me introduce dandesh to you dandesh sananda is a harvard business school general management program a qualified business leader with 22 plus years of experience in the process automation sector his progressive career has been based upon a platform of the strong customer oem and epc relationships and experience within the middle east india cis north america and turkey region a strong advocate of digital transformation technologies with extensive experience in providing high impact business growth danrich is skilled in brokering innovative end user solutions to optimize business and operational expenditure significantly increasing revenue generation with that let's get to the conversation hey danrich welcome to the show hi sam thank you for having me of course it's my pleasure and i am super excited to talk about the operational security we have not had any episode so far about the security and security is always a very sensitive topic especially in manufacturing and distribution so super excited to talk about that but before we do that do you want to start with your personal story and your current focus danrich Yeah absolutely uh, it will be my pleasure uh, so i'll begin my story a little bit from india you know that's where i am from uh, i'm born brought up in in mumbai but most of my career i spent in dubai so i lived uh, 17 years in dubai i worked for a german firm and i started off as a service engineer 
but my growth in the last 17 years has been exponential i became the head of technical support then complete uh, head of uh, consulting technical support training uh, you know I, i started the consulting and the training practice uh, for this german company for the middle east operations and my last 6 years of my career with them i was very fortunate to be promoted as the managing director/vice president for the whole region and i took that business which was doing say about roughly 7 million us dollars within 3 and a half years to say about 24.7 million uh, us dollars and uh, when i left in march 2019 i had a team of 81 i started with 27 people and when i left uh, 81 guys had opened up offices in turkey a branch office in qatar of operations in oman now it has grown to 22 people so i think so i had a very satisfying uh, career and my job profile was also into safety functional safety risk risk mitigation and all this uh, nice uh, fancy practices and my industry experience is oil and gas mostly fertilizer plant uh, specialty chemicals so these are the industry what we touched so yeah i had quite a interesting journey and i also just to add to it uh, converted the company from a reactive to a proactive company you know thinking small to thinking big so it was also a transformation of that particular Uh, company so that was a little bit background about myself and currently what i do since last 2 years i am in canada and i have started my own ot or industrial cybersecurity practice here and since last 5 months and this journey has been exciting i would just add uh, my company arista technologies limited is dynamic and i have a vision and a plan and that vision is to be the the num- the most trusted partners for small and medium businesses in canada so that's my vision for cybersecurity okay amazing so during that growth i'm pretty sure you have you have worked with many different clients in various different capacity in uh, solving their security problems so obviously we would love to hear those stories but before we do that we have one of the standard questions that we ask every single guest that come on the show and that is going to be danish your perspective on business growth for me growth it's a great question sam growth is a mindset and just to tell you growth is not about numbers for me it's about purpose and impact how you're impacting your business how you're impacting your employees and how you are going to take the business or your employees as whole to the next level uh, and this is what growth has been uh, the meaning of growth for me uh, has been uh, from a business uh, perspective same thing i would just add on to it when you talk about ot or security in general if you don't have strong security measures in place or controls in place you also hamper your growth so when i talk now i talk growth in terms of the ot practices as well okay amazing great insight there and i love your perspective on growth so let's start overall in terms of you know positioning of operational security so let's say if the listeners may not be familiar with 
how your operational security or the OT security differs from your cybersecurity. Obviously, in the cybersecurity world as well, there are many different security practices and operational security is going to be completely different from your cybersecurity. So tell us how operational security is different from your cybersecurity and what listeners need to know about these two different domains and how to prepare for these two. I know you might not be able to talk as much about cybersecurity, but overall from the positioning perspective, can you touch how operational security differs from your cybersecurity? One of the most important difference uh, between IT and OT security is in OT security, availability is the most important thing. In IT security, it is confidentiality. So you have this triad, it's called CIA, confidentiality, integrity, and availability. So when you look at, when you map it, IT focuses on, uh, the most important is confidentiality. And when we map on the OT side is availability. And there are many other differences, but just to, you know, these are this is one of the main uh, differences. And now when you go about kind of planning for OT security. So I would like to touch on that. What are the few things any company should keep in their mind when they are thinking or beginning to start working on OT or industrial security? So first thing, what I would say is to define the business rational. People should not feel that adding another layer because you know sam in in every industry you have different layers and now people say oh now i have a one more layer to work with and that is a cyber security that should not be the case why i'll tell you the reason what is the purpose of the business the purpose of the business is obviously to make money profitability and growth this is the purpose so whenever you're doing cyber security your business goals should be aligned to also the cybersecurity goals. That is why what I'm saying is you should first of all define the business rational for cybersecurity. Does this make sense? Okay, amazing. So let's talk about the availability and what do you mean by availability when you think from the operational security perspective? So let's say if I'm either the manufacturer or I'm in the chemical manufacturing space and I am trying to figure out how to plan around availability. Can you describe what availability means? And if you have an example or a story related to availability, what it means by not available versus available? Availability means having the plant running all most of the time, you know, having uptime. That is the simple definition of uh, availability. And any process industry or even in manufacturing industry, what is most important thing is to keep the plant running. When the plant is running, you are making money and there is productivity for that. So whenever we we come into the industrial side, the cybersecurity thing is to make sure the plant is running at all given times. So this is one of the most important part uh, for us. And I would give you a simple example and today's example everybody knows is colonial pipeline. That's a very classic example. This pipeline was hit by a cyber threat. And of course, in this case, they attacked the IT environment, but they shut down the OT environment only because they say the company claims that they were not sure how it would affect the OT side. To protect that, they shut down the plant. It was chaos. Full of the East Coast was completely down. 
50 kilometer line of complete pipeline was shut down. People didn't have gas, you know. So th this is the power and I cannot define availability more and the stronger sense, you know. You didn't have anything. There's complete chaos. And this is the example we have just few days, a few weeks ago. Right. So this is great. Obviously, I mean, these are bigger companies. They have much higher risk of getting attacked. You know, I don't know if the SMB companies typically have the same amount of risk. I don't know what you have seen in your experience. And by the way, you bring a very important point there with respect to overlap of the cybersecurity as well as operational security. So even if, let's say, companies plan for cyber and do not plan for operational security, they could still be impacted overall from the availability perspective. So let's say if I'm the manufacturer, then Rich, and, and I need to figure this out, okay? Obviously, mm -hmm. I cannot afford to have my plant go down even for an hour because that's a huge right. loss for me overall, right? So Absolutely. obviously, I, I cannot afford to do that. Now, when I'm planning for operational security, should I plan for the operational security first? Should I plan for the cybersecurity first? Do they need to be thought through as a combined security profile? How to go about planning for the security overall? From my point of view is you have to look at, with a different lens when you're okay. coming to industrial cybersecurity. Absolutely different lens because the processes are different. Uh, you know, the, the, the critical aspect which is critical for OT is very different to what is the IT is. So IT security, obviously, there are IT professionals and security experts who have yeah. to do that. Mind you, both are equally important. Okay, so you yeah. have to have IT security for sure. And you cannot have one after the other. It has to be there, period. Okay, yeah. now coming back to your question uh, regarding OT security, in OT security, you should have people who have process experiences and cyber uh, or security experiences. This is very important. If a IT comes, a guy comes and tries to deploy it, maybe he would not understand few of the nuances which is needed. And maybe there could be gaps in that. So my recommendation would be to have a guy or an expert, cybersecurity expert, who is coming out of that domain. And that is highly recommended. Unfortunately, you don't have many people who have both experience coming out of the industry. So that is a little bit of a challenge. And sometimes you have to kind of have a little bit of, bit of a bridge. But my recommendation would be for any company to get people from the industry background doing cybersecurity. So that, that is strongly recommended. Second piece is the conversion part. I am I have a very strong opinion in this. For me, yeah. there should be segregation between IT and OT security, and that's period. You have different methods to do it. You can air gap it, you, you know, you can have demilitarization zone, and there are many different techniques, but you cannot interact, intertwine, whatever you guys want to tell it. And people say, we have different technologies, we can do this. I say, stop, stop. Because when your OT networks are compromised, lives can be lost. It's, 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 it's not a joke. Here, data is lost. And then you maybe ha you have 
two things will happen of course that is also important money you lose because you have to pay ransom to these uh, threat actors or maybe your reputation is lost but when an ot environment is attacked their uh, environments can be damaged big huge loss to the environments can ha- happen people's lives will be lost assets complete assets can be blown up or or some of pieces can be damaged it's super serious i cannot emphasize more seriousness of what's going to affect when you touch or or an industrial uh, side is attacked okay so let's talk about and i don't know how many of the listeners are going to be familiar with the the technical side of things right so we need to break it down for them so when you talk about right. this terms like you know ot network so how does ot network work is it going to be a different network than your business system network in a uh, you know standard manufacturing situation and when these guys are trying to attack uh, are they trying to attack the network from the operational perspective are these machines that we have on the shop floor are they connected to the ot network i don't know if the manufacturers that we are going to have right now they are probably going to have a lot of cnc machines on their shop floor are those cnc machines connected to ot network which is at a risk at this point of time for the manufacturers obviously the cnc machines uh, are controlled by plcs yeah you know, you know this sam right and yeah. plcs are also then now connected uh, to an hmi um, you know is a human uh, machine interface wherein you have a screen and you can control uh, the settings or set points for these particular machines and some of these networks are connected uh, in fairly large networks so for me this is ot network you know because your machines all these machines or different machines are connected to each other and they are talking to each other so yes these networks has to be protected and we didn't go to the process of how do you secure this the first yeah. step i i just stopped with the first step so i'm going to retract back to the first okay. step what i told you is we should define the business rationals and maybe many of you guys understand that second step here is to get support from the c suite whenever you're going to plan your ot or it any any uh, cybersecurity uh, deployment okay so that is most important thing then the third phase what you have to do is the analysis phase and what do i mean by the analysis phase or the assess phase so the analysis phase means that means you have to identify all critical assets and data in that particular organization why this is important because if you cannot identify what can you protect you know if there is no visibility of this this data i want to protect then you there is nothing to protect so that's the first step is to identify your critical assets and data second step i'm a big fan of policies and procedures you definitely need to have policies and procedures in place after that what we do what we call is the risk matrix we prepare the risk matrix or in simple man's term is we 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 prepare what is the risk appetite for that particular organization then and what i would do is get an external audit if you have internal teams yes fine you you prepare your analysis for example you take this network you check what is the critical aspect of it and you define your scope for that particular network and my recommendation would be that you should also have a third party guy coming in to do this assessment completely define what you need to kind of protect 
and next phase is uh, what you call it is the vulnerability uh, assessment that means you check what are the gaps or holes you have in in your uh, networks or in that particular organization not only the networks uh, here sam i'm talking yeah. in general it could be gaps in your security gaps in your documentation security gaps in also in your uh, you know when you are defining the employees employee segregation there is gaps in your firewalls you know firewall policies have been put in place sometimes what happens is they say oh we have put all the firewall policies in place but the password what they do is the password is still the defa- default password i've seen this so there has to be a perf- perfect check of all these different parameters internally and maybe if you don't have stuff get an external guy even if you do internally i highly recommend to have uh, one external guy come and check all these uh, parameters then you spoke about network how you do it in the industrial world and it could be also so for the manufacturing world you have to do network segmentation that means which is your critical network you have to segregate from the general network for example people are using their computers and all these other normal stuff that should be segregated from your critical network so that is one very important thing what you need to do you have to define the zone context so this is the phase what we call as the analysis phase the next phase is the implementation phase that means where you have a visibility you know okay these are the critical parts this uh, you know this network is critical this assets are critical this data is critical then you start deploying counter measures for these things then the next phase is called the maintenance phase where you do regular monitoring you do regular yes. audits you put sops in place you you take regular backups there are many things uh, in that but this is this is in general and one more thing what i want to emphasize in the maintenance phase please i request please updates people whenever i see and i talk to some of the people updates ah okay we will do it later when you see an update you have to do the updates immediately because of not doing an update you are super vulnerable so this is one more point what i wanted to highlight uh, here then the final thing is the business continuity plan you should have a solid business continuity plan and in case you are hacked for whatever reason and, and nobody can guarantee you cannot be hacked in today's uh, day and time so you should also ha- have a incident response plan in place so these are the few basic things or generic things you should have in place to protect yourself from cyber attacks okay amazing so let's talk about some of those uh, critical assets so let's say if you are again i think things are getting a little bit mixed here with respect to cyber security and ot and i don't know if they both need to be executed together uh, but let's say if we look at the operational uh, side of things ot side of things right what are going to be some of the critical assets that we need to consider in your plan so let's say damage uh, you are coming to our facility for the audit so what are going to be some of the assets that we need to be paying attention and we need to include in the plan to make sure that we are going to be covered from the from the operational security perspective okay one thing i think so there's uh, i want to highlight here is ot is an environment and it is an environment okay yeah. and there are two separate environments in ot environments you will have computers you will have servers yeah okay 
and in IT environment, you will also have that. How to protect is uh, to is is different strategies altogether. First uh, step is uh, in a plant. Normally, the plant people are more. Uh, they know what is their critical asset and they will define. So it's not the consultant who consultant is an advisor point. The plant people know. But for a generic view, whenever we walk through the, uh, whenever we go to a plant OT side, most of their asset would be definitely for any processes, PLCs which are connected in that particular network, whatever the engineering stations they have, the servers they have for that particular uh, processes. Uh, and then the next level is the SCADA systems they have. So these are all critical assets. Uh, what what we have to uh, man in an okay. OT environment. Okay. Do you have any stories that you might be able to share uh, related to the process changes that you have made, let's say, in your previous engagements? Uh, right. Uh, I could, I will give you some stories from uh, from an audit perspective. Yeah. You will be surprised even in some of the smaller, obviously, but also in medium and large scale organization when you do uh, simple things as updates, which I highlighted a bit, man, is not done on a regular basis. Why updating of your servers or, or any machines in that OT network is important? Because if you don't do the regular updates, you're not patched. When you're not patched, you are vulnerable for attacks. So this, I have seen, you know, they don't have a proper systems in place. Second classic example, you'll think it's, it's, it's basic and simple, but these are super important. They don't have a proper system to conduct the backups. They have the backup tapes and everything in place. And I went to this side and I said, okay. I said, uh, you do, yeah, we take backups. We take backups very regularly. I said, yeah, that's great. Fantastic. What is the frequency of taking your backup? Do you take a daily basis or a weekly basis? Nothing. Cricket. Then asked, okay, now uh, you take backups. You said, I said, your system, imagine your system would fail. Okay. Do you know, uh, Do are you sure those backups you will deploy will bring the system live within whatever company time frame you've defined will it come but have you tested your backups no again crickets so even when you're trying to deploy hi-fi technology stuff when you're not even ready with your basic stuff you that's why i always say uh, technology is fine but as long if you don't use that technology well and you're not doing the simple things right and if you don't have the policies and procedures even for a backup uh, how to deploy it, when to deploy it, when to take it. And main thing is who's responsible for the backup. So these are the challenges what I see on a regular basis, uh, Sam. And these are some of the stories. Uh, one more story I have, very interesting stories on, you know, we call USB as as the evil one in our industry. I went to this plant, I said, oh, uh, USB, uh, is it controlled? So yeah, yeah, very, very controlled. And I said, how many USPs you have? So I, I don't know how many they had in my mind, but they had quite a bit of USBs. And I said, uh, do you have any policies to control it? Like you said, you have USBs, maybe 20 USBs uh, around. And who's the custodian for that? Do you have policies in place for approval policies in place? Is this USB uh, hygiene? You know, the USB hygiene is, uh, monitored on a weekly or bi-weekly basis is it kept in key and lock 
no answers at all see to deploy usb two things either you can have systems in place because there are there is a box wherein you put the usb and that system will check the health of that or the hygiene of that usb and then it can be deployed to the network that is one way of doing it uh, the second way is cost is that you have defined number of usb it could be five whatever you define the number it's in lock and key there's an approval process in place and then you distribute in this case the answer was and i'm surprised and sorry to tell you oh this usbs it's safe because it does not leave the premises these usbs are in the office that's why it is safe and everybody can use it in the network and i was shocked with this uh, reply uh, sam okay amazing so let's uh, you know touch base on your uh, your comment about the impact of overall uh, ot network and you know the life lives could be could be lost and obviously when we look at the manufacturing floor it's definitely going to be slightly more involved than simply losing your data obviously financially and from the risk perspective even that could be uh, slightly more uh damaging but overall when you look at the manufacturing uh, floor as you correctly pointed out that there could be the issues could be slightly more serious so can you describe how the issues are going to be so serious on the manufacturing floor do you have any stories where there was a life threatening situation because of a security issue in the ot network or on the shop floor at the moment uh, for me personally i didn't have that because uh, you know the experience thankfully uh, which was kind of uh, life threatening um, with me but but i can give you some stories uh, and industry stories uh, which is uh, pretty uh, relevant you know and one of the stories is uh, in the utility side and and that can happen in the manufacturing side also you know you have a machine there which is for example uh, maybe it is a cutting process and and the speed is changed and the speed yeah. to cut that is changed uh, by it's hacked the machines is hacked and they change the speed to go at a x number of amount and 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 you know and it starts spinning faster and you know so that could cause some kind of damage and one uh, example of the, which maybe you heard a few years ago not few years few months ago in in the water sector wherein the hackers hacked into the system and they changed certain set points of the water system and they increased the level of certain chemicals which would not be healthy uh, you know uh, for consuming but thankfully the operator was uh, agile and he saw it and before any damage could have happened he kind of changed the process parameters to normal parameters and avoided uh, a threat so these are the things which can be easily done by just changing a simple set point for example i'll give you one more example you you, you you're in a plant and you have a reactor in the reactor there is certain temperature and pressure has to be maintained if the yeah. temperature or the pressure is not maintained at certain level it can go into a chain reaction or an exothermic reaction and it can blow up that particular reactor people who are nearby lives can be lost how it is possible just by changing one simple set point once you are infiltrated into that particular network so these are real problems and these can happen thankfully it's not had happened i've never seen a life lost thankfully till date till date worldwide there's not been a life lost 
but attacks are becoming more and more regular in in the ot world or the industrial world and same goes for the manufacturing industries there could be some critical process in the manufacturing industry uh, which i'm not familiar so much with with the manufacturing side but the protection level the level what you need to do to deploy different countermeasures to protect remains the same the study remains the same the process remains the same of course the the process is a little bit different in different manufacturing which unfortunately i don't have so much information but i'm telling you stories from uh, process side which hopefully you can re- relate to the manufacturing world as well okay so let's uh, take this example of uh, you know the machines that we have on the shop floor and that's a great example that you know even if you were uh, let's say the machine is hacked and they are able to take control of one of the set points and because of that the state of the machine is actually changing right and the machine is acting really weird because that's not really in your control from the user perspective right so let's say if i talk to my my guys who are actually trying to sell me machine i mean they are always going to say that you know what i have my machine is security compliant by this standard that standard as an executive i am taking all the precaution that i need to take in sort of having these these measures at my facility but when i look at my own uh, processes and network i don't know uh, one of the things that you mentioned is really about the updates right so if right. my machine is not going to be updated my hardware profile is not going to be updated i am actually leaving a lot of holes there that can be controlled externally by external factors but there are going to be some other things in play as well for example you mentioned that the usb let's say i don't know if these usbs are going to be present on these cnc machines and the cnc machines are going to be connected to a network and because of that the hacking is happening so uh, can you describe a little bit more overall in terms of what are the factors that need to be controlled along with the you know whatever is provided by my provider from the machine perspective because my providers are always going to claim that you know what you are protected because my machine is certified by this but then you have other things that you are interacting with such as your network such as your usb ports right those are exposed so you are Absolutely. definitely going to have some sort of security risk so from your perspective do you want to describe what are different touch points that could be in play along with the certification that is provided by my provider there are two certification one is the industrial certification but some of the manufacturers these days have to provide uh, cyber security certification also especially if the machine is controlled by any controllers as yeah. soon as you have controllers uh, now these days controllers are being hacked as we've seen in the past there's a hack in saudi arabia refinery uh, on the controllers there's been hack in some of the sensitive countries i cannot name those have been hacked the controllers have been hacked and i know cnc machines are controlled by uh, controllers one second they are in a network and some of these definitely have a usb so whatever you said these are very classic example where your manufacturing or oems cannot claim that you know they, you are protected the manufacturer has to deploy cyber security countermeasures cyber security hygiene cyber security processes yeah for his environment to be protected just the manufacturing saying i'm protected is not enough anything is connected is hacked so connected is equal to hack when i say connected connected to the internet so i would start with saying that they the, the manufacturers should start having a cyber security audit that is the starting point 
for them to realize how many open gaps they have in their system when i go to the you know the small and medium say oh we cannot be hacked we are not so interesting and i'll go one step further you also have to do either a penetration test on those machines itself to check for holes or or weaknesses on those machines as well i would really go a little bit further for example even in the healthcare industries these machines are all connected either wireless or they connected to the internet so these machines have intelligence as well again penetration test has to be done to check for holes or check for weaknesses so yeah it's super important start with getting an audit strongly recommendation from my side okay so the the listeners that might not be familiar with things like controller can you describe a little bit more what is a controller and uh, why that matters from the security perspective a controller is a, a piece it's actually a piece of hardware yeah. and it has chips and we feed intelligence into this chips okay and then there is input and output systems in those controllers which is connected to a bunch of sensors the input side is connected to sensors it could be temperature pressure flow speed you know and you, all these kind of sensors are connected and these sensors are then going into this controllers which has intelligence and we put this intelligence by writing program into this uh, controllers to control certain machines or process or applications right and then you have output output like valves you have output like relays you have outputs like uh, you know so many other uh, pieces to control uh, control either closing of the valve opening of the valve uh, the relay going closing of the relay switching of the relay so these are the different pieces so the input side the controller the intelligent side and the output together makes the whole system work to control either some machines like your cnc machines for the manufacturing side of the business or a plant or a process uh, complete application in the industry side of the business okay then that's it for today do you have any last minute closing thoughts by any chance absolutely uh, you know my closing thought is cybersecurity is a top down approach be it manufacturing industry be it banking be it oil and gas whichever industry it is the sea level should push this agenda from the top to the bottom and cybersecurity is about three things people process and technology here i want to take a minute and highlight something so the most important thing here is cybersecurity should become a culture it should become a part of your process it should not be an overlay underlay side lay no when you're defining your cybersecurity that's why say cybersecurity should be by design and you should design this together with your processes that becomes part of your culture part of people that they already know what they have to do so that's why people is very important process and technology third piece is training and awareness i cannot highlight so important of training your people making them aware of cyber security and cyber threat again i would like to end this interview with this uh, quote by albert einstein the world is a dangerous place to live not because of the people who are evil 
but because of the people who don't do anything about it hey renrich and my personal uh, takeaway from this conversation is going to be cyber security is all about proactiveness so the more proactive you are in protecting yourself uh, hopefully you don't have to go through the same situation that some of these other manufacturers uh, go through and sometimes the risk could be losing their life income so even though cybersecurity issues might be frightening but the best strategy for any of the cybersecurity or the operational security is going to be just to do the preparation the more preparation you are going to do the easier it is going to be for you on that note i would like to thank you for your time damrech this has been an uh, insightful conversation thank you very much sir thank you for having me i appreciate it i cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show for sharing their knowledge and journey i always pick up learnings from our guests and hopefully you learned something new today if you want to learn more about tendech head over to aristatechnologies.ca it's a r i s t a t e c h n o l o g i e s.ca links and more information will also be available in the show notes if anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business you might want to check other related episodes including the interview with michael schwagenhofer who discusses how insurance companies evaluate manufacturers' risk profiles. Also, the interview with Mike Neger, who discusses the operational metrics and KPIs that completely ignore the cost savings opportunities available through control and policies. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you and I hope to catch you on the next episode of the WBS podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.